This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Paul. Hello. How's, your, how's the delay that long? What do you mean? Are you, are you taking a long time to answer the questions or are you on a real no. quick delay? I don't know. Why don't you... Okay, you ask me a question and I'll answer it as soon as you finish the question. Okay. What's your favourite colour? Yellow. Uh, not too bad. I said it really well. The Sting was playing. Can you not hear Guy? that? Guy? Yeah. We're no. Pl- we're playing the Sting. No. no. Were you worried yeah, about you're me? You're playing it in your headphones. Oh, well, I thought it was playing through to you, but oh well, you live and you learn. Maybe I'll... I'll anyway, it's good. Basketball's good. Oh my God. Things are exciting. In today's podcast, we're going to be covering um, the Raptors going to the finals, KD's worst nightmares, and Magic Mayhem is now about uh, Magic Johnson. How's your week in basketball been, Paul? Yeah, good. I'm intrigued by KD's worst nightmares. As a, as a, as a co-host... You bring so little. Oh, you just say weird stuff and then you act it's like... It's a tease. I'm teasing people for, oh, it's coming up in the podcast, mate. Yeah, well, I'm intrigued. <laughs> yeah. Well, shall we start there? Katie's worst nightmare. The Warriors yeah. have swept 3-0 and everyone, including you, Paul, have said, rightly or wrongly... The, the Warriors are better without KD because they play a more free-flowing and exciting and aesthetically pleasing form of basketball. Yeah. Well, what do you think about that, mate? You're on a it's podcast. Been... Wake up. Yeah. Well, I've been, I've been saying that. I've been saying I think they play... You just said exactly what my stance is. Yeah, no, but you don't need a stance. stance. You're just like, what do you think about the Warriors sweeping? Yeah, I, I rate them. I've been saying Steph Curry's the most underrated player in the NBA. and That's the stupidest thing that you yeah, two have said. Oh, no, I said Luka Doncic was going to be the best. Who do you think is? The most underrated player in the NBA? Yeah, well, um, I, I don't know, probably Chris Middleton or something. I don't know. Like, just someone, just like an average player that no one talks about and doesn't have sneakers but is really good. Um, my, my, my point is, is that K, KD, and just throw it out there, I, I don't think the Warriors are better without KD, but I do think they play a much more attractive style of basketball, and it's so, so special. I mean, I said this last week. Um, for the for him to be gone and for the Warriors to, the old Warriors to come back, it's crazy. It's like Draymond dropped like 20 kgs worth of weight and is now playing like he did three years ago. Like, it's it's really is inspirational to see. If you were KD, deep down inside, do you think you were secretly hope, hoping the Warriors would stumble a few times against the Blazers just to make your, you, yourself look more important to the team? Uh, I mean, I'd like to say I wouldn't, but I mean, you'd probably would have hoped maybe they lost a the game. Secretly, eh? Still won the series? Secretly. Probably. Secretly, uh, yeah. Now, I think the big theme from these playoffs so far, 
I mean, I know it's the old cliche, defense wins championships, but it's all about that defense. Blocks are back. Steals are back. Kawhi Leonard, Giannis, the Bucks, long arms, and the Warriors are just like, it's unbelievable how they just play the first half and they just screw around. And then the third quarter, they're like, it's time to start trying now. And they just play real good D and the Blazers score 12 points in a quarter and the Warriors win. It's insane. Yeah. And it's a sh- I think yeah. also, well, I want, to bl- I want to put some blame on Damian Lillard. Yeah, get blame in there, man. Get in there. Go hard. Rip, him up, rip, rip his throat out. I, I am a fan of, but it was like, it's like night and day watching him and Steph Curry play off the ball. Like, I don't reckon da- Damian Lillard, he's just like kind of ball heavy. Yeah. That like, you know, he only ever does anything on offense when he has the ball. And if he doesn't have it, then he just stands like not even threatening a spot up shooter. He just kind of stands there just watching stuff. Do you kind of blame the coach and for that though? Then you watch. Yeah, yeah, I think so, for sure. Curious thoughts. But, um, you know, Steph is always a threat. And it's like, it just makes it so much easier when. When like you know at least one of the defenders is just constantly chasing him around, like it just frees up so much space for Kevon Looney to score some buckets. Oh, it's um, it's crazy. It's, yeah, it's cra- yeah. In, in his defence, mm. I, I okay. I feel really sad for Damian Lillard because he had a great first round playoff series, and I was, I, I, he's a guy you always root for. Blazers have cool unis. You want to see Portland yeah. do well. You feel sad, sad about the jail blazers and about all the injuries they've had. And the first series was like, yes, they've done it. Finally, Damian Lillard is going to be accepted as a human being. He's going to start being a, a not just an injury sub for the All-Star game. He's going to become like a All-Star solidified. People are going to buy his ugly-ass shoes. Things are looking up for him. And then he just literally almost disappears he had a few good games against Denver for two straight series, and now he's just back in the shit box that he started in. It's just, I mean, I, I guess he's only got himself to blame, but if I was him, I would also try and shuffle some of the blame onto my teammates as well. Right. Because the rest yeah, of the Blazers man. are a bunch of shit kickers. Like Alfaro Camino, get the I F off the court. Yeah. They're, te- they're a terrible team. No, no, I'm not saying they're terrible like, in terms of, like, by NBA standards – they're they're upper 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 levels on both ends. Like they they deserve to be like you know challenging for the top four seeds in the West. But as soon as you get to the playoffs, when the intensity dials up, like they've just got nothing. They've got two good offensive players, and they're going against the Warriors, who just have like like Andre Iguodala is playing over skin. Draymond Green is playing over skin, and like what do they have to answer that? Like in that series, the Warriors literally had like the three or four best players on the court. It was insane. Mm. It's also just like, it was just like a effort thing. Like I was watching one game where maybe it was game three and you know, the, the Blazers were up like 18 or 17 or something. Every game. But then you could 17, just see yeah. it. Like, yeah, yeah. You just knew like Draymond Green was just getting it and just burning down the court at a hundred miles an hour and just like laying it in was just like clear one team was just like like the other like the Blazers just fell asleep it seemed yeah yeah it it is interesting to go is Draymond that much better or are the Blazers just really poor on defense and I mean in their defense they did just play a grueling seven game series and they were like knackered and they're not really ready for that level like they they're used to going out in the first or second round they're not they've never made it this far to learn what the intensity is like like people 
Peel's theory is that Joel Embiid just kind of, even though he was he was good on the plus minus, just kind of was terrible against the Raptors, um, just scoring wise and uh, a little bit defense wise, and the. Um, yeah, the, the the problem being that he just couldn't keep up with the intensity. His fitness regime wasn't good enough. And that could be true. Whereas the Warriors, this is all they've prepped for. And they've just like, it looks like Draymond Green has finally woken up. And it's, it's like he didn't even wake up last year and they won the championship. Like he's finally back to where he was. I guess it's a contract year or something. Um, but yeah, it, it is impressive how good the Warriors are. And do me and you have a bet? Um, Warriors versus... Uh, the field is that is that a thing? I did write it down. Well, is it? Well, you brought it up. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming I was voting for the Warriors to win. No, you were voting for you taking the field. It was at the start of the season. No, I, and I'm you were like, you can't just say the field. Warriors are definitely going to win. And I said it, and then we bet a hundred bucks on it. No, I'm, you got to. You need to find that clip, or there's no way I'm buying. Can that. anyone email us and go? Who's listened to episodes and gone? Like, we need you now, DJ Bean. Can someone please remind one us your, if we made this bet? One of your bold predictions was that the Warriors were not going to win. So I find it very hard to believe that in this bet, I was the one going against the Warriors. Yeah, well, but like, what? Remember, I remember this, the the conversation being like me being really negative on the NBA season because the Warriors were just inevitably going to win. And then you coming in and going, no, nah, that's not true. And then me going, well, put your money where your mouth is, Warriors versus the field. And that's where you took the field. Not that it's, it's not completely over yet. In the first two games of the Bucks raptors series, I was like, this is sad for the Raptors. They lost, they blew their chance in game one. They got destroyed in game two. The Bucks look like they have unbelievable defense and as we said it's all about defense offense is a bit shoddy but they've got unbelievable defense and maybe that defense can you know clippers the warriors into some losses and who knows what happens but now that the warriors are back and they've got a nine-day rest period for kd to recover um yeah it's it's not it's not looking amazing and we'll get to that we'll get to the raptors soon i want to touch on damon Lillard though um just because these crazy contracts um, he's looking like he's yeah. going to get the super max. People ask him if he wanted the super max. He's like, what sort of dumb question is that? And there's it, it, it a funny response. Like it is dumb. Like, do you want the maximum money you can get for being a star player in the NBA? Absolutely. But the super max is so messed up now that guys like Chris Paul and John Wall are literally crippling their team with, you mm. know, $38 million a year contracts. And Chris Paul, you've got to wonder if he would consider giving up, $10 million a year. Okay, this sounds insane, me even saying this out loud. But, like, if he could have just been negotiated down a little bit, or if he was giving up $10 million a year, the Rockets could have one other good player. Maybe they wouldn't have to have shitty old Gerald Green on the court, and they might have, like, a bit of a better chance of achieving his dreams, you know? Yeah. It's kind of crazy to think that Chris... So, so you... Yeah, Chris Paul should just hire another player on the Rockets. And, yeah, and what, and pay him out of his own pocket? Yeah, 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 yeah. What they should do, I mean, they could yeah. they could get around it. Like, Chris Paul could keep most of the money, and they could just, like, have a guy who's been... I, I guess you can't get that many good players who have been, like, cut or, like, amnestied at the end of the season or something. But, like, he could try and pick up someone at, just before the um, trade deadline closes or something like that. I don't know. What, what we're looking at per year... Do you know if he signs this, if he gets this? I, 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 I think it's $38 million a year or 39 It's insane. Right, right. And the salary cap will go up, but not as much as that goes up. And it's just kind of sad with yeah. the Supermax now because 
teams are crippled. I mean, OKC Thunder, um, Bill Simmons got in trouble for in New Zealand for joking about, um, not joking, but like suggesting the Thunder trade Stephen Adams. But that's literally mm-hmm. not that Stephen Stephen Adams wouldn't be worth isn't worth his contract at the moment. He's twenty million dollars and he's you know didn't have a great playoffs. But like. That's literally like the only besides trading Paul George or Russell, Russell Russell Westbrook with these huge contracts. That's literally their only flexibility. Is like maybe someone wants Stephen Adams for twenty million dollars. Unlikely, but like Damian Lillard, the Blazers are already ruined. And if he takes that max deal, especially if he plays like this in the playoffs, it's like you're literally eating into your own legacy, kind of thing. Like Chris Paul is. Yeah, take a bit of a do they? Take a bit of a what? Take a bit of a discount, help your team out. It's, it is hard to go, hey, Chris Paul, can you give up $10 million, especially when maybe you haven't been paid what you're worth for your whole career. Do you remember when you used to like Chris Paul? My, my family team was named after him when he played for the Hornets. Like New Orleans Hornets, those teal uniforms. He always wore these awesome like custom Jordans. And he was like such an exciting player because he was an amazing passer, floor general, and he could score the basketball like crazy. Like it was just – he was pretty to watch. It's just kind of a shame what's happened to him. Um, Draymond yeah. claims he's turned a new leaf and become less whiny, but I – my theory is that just like when you're bashing the Blazers that easily and he's getting like straight line drives to the rim, he's having so much fun that he can say these nice things. And if the Bucks or Raptors did give him a bit of a challenge, he'd be back to his old, old um, uh, going mental at the refs every position self. Yeah. It's I think cr- there's been a lot of that though in these playoffs. Like it's taking the piss. In today's game, Kyle Lowry drives to the hoop, gets mm. fouled, passes it to a guy in the corner and then starts arguing he was shooting. And it's like, you li- you literally just threw a pass out to a guy in the corner. Yeah. Like, what are you what are you talking about? They're filming this. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's watching this. Yeah. Isn't this like in the gym where you can just lie and just get away with stuff? Well, I, I guess you've just segued nicely. We're talking about Raptors Bucks. Raptors win, baby. This is honestly the most I've enjoyed playoff basketball since, like, the Chicago Bulls versus the Utah Jazz. Like, I just cannot believe. Yeah. I, I'd given up on the Raptors after two games. And um, normally it's supposed to be mm. your bench. And, I mean, home court advantage is big and things still aren't looking uh, – You'd st- I'd still probably favor the Bucks, But, like, it was just so cool that the Raptors were able to come back and make this a series in quite convincing uh, fashion. And all my notes that I'd taken during the games – not that I'd taken many notes, but the notes I'd taken up until now were all super negative – and because, um, I mean, I think the Raptors are stats. They've got like six genuinely great players and then a bench squad as well. Like they should be playing really well. And to see them, you yeah. know, getting dismantled by the Bucks, who are who are very good, but they're, they're flawed, um, was kind of sad to see. So it's so great that they've rallied back. I'm so happy right now. Yeah. I literally wrote, uh, sorry, um, Mark Gasol sucks. And now, now he's good. It's great. Fred Van Vliet even scored some points. It was amazing. Yeah, the Toronto Raptors bench just murdered the Bucks bench today. It seems, and and just but this is also like a defensive battle. Like at least, at least the Bucks and Raptors have a little bit of defense to challenge the um, uh, challenge the Warriors if they get through. And I was impressed by the uh, like the Bucks defense when they've got that that massive team on the floor. And I know a few of them are guys that will get put in the pick and roll and probably torched by Steph Curry, but like. 
I don't know. They're just so big that it is like hard, and the Raptors really struggled, especially mm. when their the offense is too reliant on Kawhi to get around them. It you is know, like promising. You know whose calling card that is? The John Orlando. Hammond, ex Bucks GM, current Orlando Magic GM. He loves those long boys for their defensive uh, potential. Who do you think out of the Raptors or Bucks? Who? Who do you think has the better chance of challenging the Warriors in any way? Uh, to help your bet of uh, Warriors versus the field, you taking the field. I really don't think I made that bet, but we'll try and find it. Um, I'll say, uh, yeah, I don't know. I I think three-point shooting is going to be huge. And, um, yeah. Well, really that's why we're, the Raptors have got your boy... Danny Green, who's made like one three yeah. in like two series. I'm saying the, the Magic have got to go after him. He's one of our, he should be one of the guys we're targeting. If Danny Green, you, is that a joke, a real obscure joke you're doing that the Magic have guys who play D and can't shoot? No, just I reckon we, we need a shooting guard, I think, this offseason, and he's a free agent I'm pretty sure I liked so, I liked to well he's yeah, not going to get re-signed for much at the rate he's going but like I like to fantasize that he's famous for having like amazing hot streaks especially in the playoffs for the Spurs against the Heat um, I was like I like to fantasize that if the Raptors could win game the game for five is pretty much what it comes down to um, I mean maybe not mm. but but most likely um, if the Raptors could win a game away and make it to the NBA Finals, that maybe Danny Green comes alive for the finals. I mean, it's wishful thinking, but uh, Cole Lowry has resuscitated himself, so anything's bloody possible. Serge Ibaka's playing all right. Yeah. It is just interesting how steals and blocks are back, eh? Like, I've never seen so many just, like, r- like pounded, swatted shots. You know, like, just people just, like, yeah. spiking shots into the stands. So many steals. The Warriors literally won a, a break, like, a really tight game with a steal. It's it's mad. Kawhi getting those massive hands in there. It's, yeah, it's kind of fascinating. Yeah, man. Daryl. <laughs> um, thanks for that. Um, Daryl Morey tweet time. Um, did you see that tweet where he said yeah. uh, versus the Warriors in the last three years in the playoffs? It's quite crazy to see like a GM who are normally kind of a little bit reserved. I mean, I know there's there's exa- it's always famous when Messiah Jerry or someone swears on the microphone uh, or something like that. But like generally, like GMs should be professional and have some decorum. They're not athletes. But he literally tweeted yeah, after they fun. lost to the Warriors versus the Warriors in the last three playoffs: Houston five and eight, rest of NBA five and thirty-four. Yeah, right. Now 5-36 and because the um, Blazers lost two games since then to go 0-6. Damon Lillard's never beaten Steph Curry in the playoffs. Um, just what I thought was kind of funny is that's just like the worst loser chat ever um, being like we lost, but mm. hey, we're the best losers of all the losers. But he does kind of have a point. Yeah, but um, but also just win. And then you don't have to do sad <laughs> tweets. But uh, speaking of tweets, some more great tweets. Uh, Ex-Lakers president of basketball operation, uh, Magic Johnson, 
tweeted, uh, getting my skinny pop popcorn ready for Milwaukee versus Toronto. I think I'm going to go with sea salt and pepper. It must be a sponsored tweet, eh? But then is he doing sponsored tweets? Like, if you're a billionaire, why would you screw around with, like, you know, trying to earn 20 grand for a tweet? That's the reason. Did you see his interview? He, He said one of the reasons was, like, he quit was because he wanted to focus on his businesses. It's like, if you've got businesses, why are you doing sponsored popcorn tweets? Yeah, but also, uh, yeah, it's just, he's he's an enigma. I think we've both settled on the idea that he is um, maybe a little bit simple. I know it's an offensive thing to say, but he doesn't he doesn't seem like he's firing on all cylinders. Maybe, oh, I, I, I can't, I was about to say he, do, he did too many drugs in the 80s, but then I realized it's going to seem like some sort of like offensive HIV joke or something, so I'm just going to. Just going to step away slowly. Um, it was. Did you watch his interview with Stephen A. Smith, though? It was quite interesting. Like, What did you find interesting about it? I didn't actually watch it. I just read some quotes. Oh, right. Well, he just can't, he was just so open and was just like throwing shade at Rob Palenka, um, saying he was stabbing him in the back constantly. Uh, he said like he really wanted Luke Walton fired. Magic did. Um and that was maybe one of the things that finally made him quit in the end because he he kept saying he didn't have as much power as he thought he was as he kind he felt he'd been promised. Yeah, well, one of the big things was that he really wanted to fire Luke Walton, which I thought was, uh, I, I'm yeah, but um, he he anyway firing firing Luke Walton, Luke Walton especially because he'd been so successful previously seemed like a bit of a crazy idea. Um, and especially, it was especially bad because it created such a bad vibe around the team for the whole year. It was just, whenever people were short of a story, they just write another story about Magic wanting to fight um, Luke Walden. Shout out to Magic for being honest about that. Um, not many people do. Most people just yeah. take that lie to the grave. Um, but he, yeah, uh, I, I guess you know where the leaks are coming from now, right? From from Magic Johnson, obviously. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's he's got to be one of the one most I... shambolic GMs we've seen since in a while, since like Isaiah Thomas. Another uh, sticking to Twitter, a great tweet from Miles Bridges today, because uh, a lot of fans, Hornets fans, were saying uh, that he was snubbed from the NBA All Rookie teams, and so Miles Bridges, uh, rookie for the Charlotte Hornets, said, "I didn't get snubbed. I played like." Like ass all year. I don't deserve to be on on any team. Next year will be different. Oh, that's nice. That's that's a nice attitude to have. That was good yeah. marketing from him, I reckon. Reverse psychology. Yeah. The other, he was a little. I was slightly disappointed by him because I remember being kind of excited and like thinking I should almost get him for my fantasy team. But um, I think he's got a lot of potential. Look out for Miles Bridges because with that attitude, man, he's fired up next year. I mean, there's not a sophomore team, but if there was, he'll be gunning for it. He, uh... Should we talk about the um, all-rookie teams? Did you see them? No, I don't give a... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I don't give a shit about that. Why would that be interesting at all? What? 
The all rookie teams. The all rookie teams. I think it's a big thing. I don't think it is at all. What was interesting oh, okay. about them? Uh, well, we haven't even covered the draft lottery yet. Yeah, I hate it. You hate the draft lottery? You love no, that? No, no, no. No, I said who made it? Okay, let's move on to the draft lottery. It's time, right about that time, for the NBA draft lottery <laughs> chat. Okay, first pick: New Orleans Pelicans. Thoughts? Um, it's it it. it, it I don't like to think the draft is rigged. Um, if you want to prove the draft isn't rigged, it's pretty crazy that New York and Los Angeles both ended up in the top four and Los Angeles. Like, the reason Magic Johnson doesn't look like such a bad GM is because somehow the Lakers in the last four years have fluked ridiculously high draft picks. But despite this year almost making the playoffs in the West, they still got, what they get, the second or third pick? Second pick. Yeah, they've had a bunch. Well, if they get the fourth picks. and the Knicks. Anyway, well, the point is, like, the, the, oh, yeah, the, teams, get, the fourth year. teams get bailed out. And we have different, differing views on New Orleans. I think they're ass. They've had, in the last ten years, they've had three amazing players drafted and just squandered. Like, Chris Paul had to fight his way out of there because it was such a dumpster fire. And that was probably the best they've ever been as well. And then Anthony Davis has had to struggle around for years and years and years. And now um, Zion's going to the hellhole that is New Orleans, where if they had relegation, they would have been relegated years ago, years ago along with the Vancouver Grizzlies, uh, not the Vancouver Grizzlies, along with the um, mm. uh, Phoenix Suns and the Sacramento Kings. And it's just like annoying that you reward a bad team like New Orleans who have just been a shambles for so long. I would argue that Chris Paul was at his coolest when he and most lovable, like most loved. Oh, he definitely was, uh, but he needed, he had to leave. I think like. his peaked there, and he's been, it's been ugly viewing ever since. But I think that was more down to uh, that was more down thanks to Chris Paul being in his athletic prime rather than the New Orleans Pelicans being a great organization. And they did do okay around him. Don't get me wrong; they had, they had some good teams those years, but. Um, they couldn't get out of the first round of the playoffs and he had to move, right? Probably. Um, I, someone told me the other day, and I'm not sure if it's true, but I'm going to say it. Great. Like we fact, like un- unsubstantiated rumors. Is the smallest market in the NBA. Almost certainly. But it's like, you can't, bl- I don't think Anthony Davis can blame that for him not being like that popular of a star. No, because it's like he's doing he's he's not doing anything to make himself like. Is this going to be a story about he's shaving? Done, his, I've never seen him do shaving his eyebrows again. Of, no, well, that's the that's the closest he's ever. And that was like I don't even think he thought that up. Like someone else made him do that. But um, like he was promoing something there. But you know, he's never done any sort of thing funny or interesting, or you know, he's never got rid of his monobrow. You always no, bring it back just, to the monobrow, mate. Below the belt or above the belt, up above the eye line. Um, yeah, I don't know if that's his fault or not, but like he, I, I make mean, <laughs> we have this argument every week. But like whether he's that well supported or not, I don't think he's really poorly supported, but he's also not well supported. I don't know if this is about contracts and marketing though, because he's I mean he's already always been a reasonably high high profile player, and other small market teams do well. Um, I know. Uh, 
uh, like for example, Giannis, U- Utah yeah. Jazz, uh, yeah, Bucks, uh, Memphis Grizzlies. These are the small town markets. Oklahoma City Thunder have had a huge indoor. Every one of their players seems to have a signature shoe, and that's one of the smallest markets. Yeah. So, but like, yeah, yeah. Like, look at James Harden. He's, I mean, it's not just him, but like they've built something in Houston. They've built like a competitive team. And, like, you're like, oh, yeah, but he's surrounded with some okay players. He's just surrounded with Anthony Davis's old teammates. It's Eric Gordon. It's your Ryan Andersons. It's Eric your, Gordon never really played with him because he was injured the whole time. Same with Ryan Anderson. Like they were kind yeah, of but just... that's, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. I, I think a lot of people have been like, oh, they've, they've just always had trash teammates. But it's like, no, they have had quite a bit of bad luck hmm. with teammates or Anthony Davis himself being – like, for – for his first few seasons, Anthony Davis was, like, just out every year. Do you know what? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's know, definitely injury-prone, but so is Joel Embiid. Um, do you know what I smell coming on, Paul? Wow. Another horrible knee-jerk reaction, Paul Williams bet. Okay, what is it? I bet you Anthony Davis will be a top-five player in the NBA next year, wherever he lands up, ends up. That's... Yeah, what are you talking about? Well, I, I'm talking about you're it's just rubbishing like, Anthony Davis for being bad. And I'm like, well, no, no matter I'm what not, happens I'm not next year. Statistically, this year he was number one in the NBA. So, like, what? You think he's just going to have such a big fall? Yeah. I think he's going to have no, such no, a no, big No, 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 you're talking about how ga- you're, talking, you're, you're talking about how good his team is and how, 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 how garbage he is. And he's complaining about his teammates. And I'm no, saying his teammates are no, no, not no. good and he's good. He just needs no, no, a better I'm situation. People are complaining about... I'm saying people are complaining about his teammates when it's like, no, they've just they've, they've been riddled with injuries. And like last year, I felt like they looked like kind of one of the more dangerous teams in the Western Conference playoffs. Like they they were one of the. It was few like him and Rajon Rondo, I wasn't it? It was Rondo. It was Drew Holiday. It was I mean, Demarcus Cousins got injured. Rondo is like, ass. Like basically, sure, wherever um, Rondo ends Nico up is a Miritich. bad sign. Yeah, I, I mean, Nico you do. Julius Randle was there, I think. You love, like, you, wasn't, you love the New Orleans roster. bench squad. I'm just saying, I really hope he gets to move because I think wherever he goes, hopefully he will. I, I kind of hope he gets to the Lakers now just so he can, like, you know, sh- strut his stuff a little bit. He is a very impressive player. And I, what I, I kind of hear what you're saying, but, um, yeah, I, I, I do feel. in the past, though. When he was in high school, because I am Facebook friends with him still, uh, he did his cover photo was LeBron, and he was a, like LeBron was his favorite player. He has mm. photos on his Facebook of LeBron, and yeah, he loves LeBron. So and therefore, this is a team that I wouldn't ca- be surprised. This is a team who had to be saved by bought by a billionaire owner who owns the football team. Apparently, they've been run by the football team for a while. Then that owner died, and now they've got a really weird ownership situation where it's like. Again, like a family, kind of like the Lakers, which ruins every great American sports franchise, a.k.a. the Knicks, the um, Giants, the Jets. Every team in New York is ruined by their terrible family ownership, and New Orleans has got that now too. This is a team that can't even organize like a decent uniform, and now their last number one pick, um, their last like franchise-defining player is just trying to get out the door, and now, unfortunately, they've been rewarded, and they've got another one coming in. It just it just kind of feels a bit sad. And while I'm a big socialist, it, imagine being Zion Williamson and being forced against your will to have to go to New Orleans, this dumpster fire of a team. You'd feel a little bit shitty, wouldn't you? 
I'd, ra- I'd rather go there than most of the other dumpster fire teams that were the, the options. No, because no, New York and LA at least are like massive, um, massive markets. Um, okay. Grizzlies have been like competent in the past. Hawks was looking, that was everyone's favorite destination for them, right? That would like start something special. I don't know. I don't know who owns the New Orleans Pelicans, but I know they're not like in the news for uh, getting ex players escorted from games just because they don't like them or banning um, fans for life. Yeah, but but like, at least those teams would be worth teams. like. You got to understand. Remember how big Carmelo Anthony was when he was in New York? He wasn't. He barely played. And like every week, he was like top of Sports mm. Center. It's like just being in New York is something different. Yeah. And I'm just saying, if you're going to be learning your first few years, uh, being a star in New York is so much better than being a star in New Orleans. And like, oh, yeah, I don't know. It could be ruthless. You could be ruthless in New York with the media and stuff. But he's guaranteed to be like a hit. Like he's guaranteed to be 20 and 10 in his rookie season, right? Is he not? I don't know. I haven't really. I haven't seen enough. People of saying he's the, people saying he's the most surefire bet since LeBron, and like, yeah, yeah it, 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 things can always go wrong. But uh, and I mean, shivers. You get an injury, and yeah, people start calling you soft. I don't know, but like, yeah, it, it it's it's a bit of bad luck for him. Um, I'm glad he went to New Orleans. There's there's teams that I'd rather him not go to, and I would I would probably complain if he I'd complain way more if he went to the Lakers or New York. But um, I think he should be counting his blessings that he's not in Phoenix or Cleveland. Well, no, 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 no. Phoenix, you see, he'd be with Devin Booker and Aiton, and they'd be like, oh shit, it's a badly run team but got potential. Cleveland would be an absolute disaster. Um, but even Cleveland, like even Dan Gilbert, at least has a has a history of like trying hard and spending money, you know? But, like, New Orleans, like, it's bleak, man. And if Anthony Davis can't do it, you're like, what's the chance that he's going to be able to do it? Yeah. Um, By the way, I'm going to challenge Zion to become MVP. What, like Kobe does? I'm sick of Kobe Bryant getting credit for challenging Giannis to becoming MVP. And now every time Giannis gets mentioned in the MVP conversation, people are like, oh, um, this is what Kobe Bryant challenged him to do. Yeah, no shit. Every player wants to be MVP. There's only about 10 who have the physical capabilities and the talent to be able to do it. And, I mean, let's pick up some other players we're going to challenge to be MVP right now as well. So um, I'm going to challenge Carl Anthony Towns to become MVP. Um, who else can we challenge right now to just to get the kudos if they do become MVP? I'm going to challenge um, Kawhi Leonard to become MVP. You want to do any challenges gonna, for MVPs? Uh, I'm going to challenge uh, Jonathan Isaac to become MVP. <laughs> Sounds like it's that time. Right about that time for the stars to roll on out. Yeah! The I used to be jealous of wearing a bottle Pure magic. Uh, I don't have a lot to report. Now, is... ma- we're going to move Magic Mayhem into Magic Johnson news. Clip. No, clip, someone clip. has uh, online. Thank God, someone... put in here clip of the week theme playing there. Eh? Thank God. Someone on the on the forums, the you know online and the magic online magic community. Yeah. Uh, a year ago, they did a post saying uh, that we were going to take that they have a source, an insider, a leak, so to speak, 
and that this, the leak had told them we were going to take uh, Mo Bamba and that Michael Porter Jr.'s back was a total mess. And a lot of people were like, um, you know, kind of criticized him being like, those aren't very hot takes. Um, like you're just making up a, the source to try and seem cool. Yeah. Anyway, the, the, the guy is back this year and he's saying his source is back at it again <laughs> and has some gossip uh, about the magic. And I kind of buy them. I mean, they seem pretty believable to me. The first thing was that Vucevic uh, wants at least $25 million per year and that uh, the front office are not going to give him that. Um, they, we, we plan on offering him, like, not twelve more than twenty million million dollars a year, and um, but then supposedly the Mavericks are going to hu- throw huge money at him. I would like, like to see. Uh, I would like to see him leave. He's not on the Magic's timeline, and uh, if you can be a star, Vucevic, yeah. spread your wings and fly, mate. But I just doubt it. If you if you're a center and you can't play D, you're pretty much useless. The the only way I see him staying is that if he takes it goes really like he just agrees to go really cheap, which I just don't see happening. I see him going to the Mavs where they're building this weird white supremacy or white lineup with yeah. like Luke, uh, KCP and Vucevic. And um, yeah, but then the, the second uh, supposed little leak is that the front office is looking to trade our first round pick, which is the 16th pick, uh, and a player for cap relief. And oh, that's sad. Uh, the guy, the guy thinks. Are the Magic over the salary camp? How grim is that? Everyone's basically battling the salary cap, but um, there's hardly any teams with space. I don't think I can name four players on the Orlando Magic, and I talk about them every week on a podcast. Yeah, well, keep a low profile. Let's do the but, um, let's um, do the magic the magic player naming challenge. Can I do it? Mo Bamba, Jonathan yeah. Isaac. Yes, I was going to say yes. um, Simmons, but he's been traded. Um, the guy for here has been traded. Who's the main guy? Eric Gordon and... No, close, close. Oh, um, Aaron Gordon and... Yes. I mean, we've just been talking about him. Uh, Fournier. I didn't want to name him four, and I would have had five had Vucevic. Oh, yeah. That's the whole starting five, baby. It's impressive. Um, actually, it's not the starting five. We don't have mobile. Oh, you saw you got DJ Augustine. Yeah, thank you. Um, and so the the guy thinks that the the player we'd try and move would be uh, Evan Fournier. A oh, few please. episodes ago, in my magic off-season dream plan, my plan was to try and move Fournier, and I, I hadn't actually thought about um, packaging him with the pick. But I think that would, would be kind of genius because, you know, it's 16th isn't, you know, that high. And sure, we might find a jewel in the rough. I haven't really done my full draft analysis yet, so I can't go into that. But if we could shift him and sign a free agent who is a surefire, like is a more surefire hit, Hmm. I'd be into that. Because the third thing he's leaked is that depending on where our cap space ends up, uh, there's a chance we may welcome uh, Brogdon a serious offer, which I would love. He's one of my guys. I had him on my fantasy team all year. And, you know, what we need is a two-guard, and Malcolm Brogdon can play point guard. Yeah, but he, isn't uh, he a guy who's is? not a good shooter again? No, he was, he, he was like, incredible shooting this year. His, um, he, he led the... Uh, he, he's yeah, the this eight, is free-throw percentage. Three point shooting. 
Oh yeah, okay. No, three points shooting Pistino. Yeah, but he but it's like uh, doesn't he shoot he like six shots cuz Giannis kicks it to him or something like I feel like he's a kind of guy who's. Well, we don't. We don't want to. We don't need a guy who's. Shoot, we need a shooting guard who I think should mainly be spot up. Like a, spot up. Yeah. So Danny Green was a, is another guy I think we should go after. But uh, yeah, we don't because like let the point guard be the kind of or you know. You don't want Danny Green. You want like a young guy who's going to develop with the with your young core. You don't. Malcolm want it, like, Brogdon. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's man. I'm well, talking about Malcolm Brogdon. Well, your Brogdon. other option was Danny Green, Please, who's like talking. a seasoned veteran. Yeah, but it's still good to have uh, seasoned veterans. I think in a few years as well, like you know, sign him for three years, and then in three years is like when we're kind of starting to be serious. Um, well, why would you have him around for the three Malcolm years? Malcolm Brogdon did did uh, lead the league in free throw percentage, shooting 92%, yeah, uh, followed by Stephen Curry. Have, having a good free throw uh, percentage so, is only useful if you shoot a lot of free throws. Uh, yeah, but I, I think it's still telling about what your shooting stroke is like. Like, look at the other yeah. guys in the top five. Oh, the yeah, they're good up the yeah, okay. Malcolm yeah. Brogdon, Stephen Curry, Damian Lillard, Danilo Gallinari, JJ Redick. Yeah. Like, those are shooters. Kevin yeah. Durant's nine. Buddy Heald's eight. Dario Saric, 11. James Harden, yeah. 12. Oh, no, no, I understand that. It's, 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 Ross, 14. It's a good, These are shooters. It's a good point. It'd be great if you just did another half an hour of just reading out um, Lowry good Martin shooters who shoot good free throws. No, but I, you're doing... You're, ATP, you're, you're, you're literally cherry-picking here. You're jumping around <laughs> like 14, 16 and stuff. Are there any, now, now this is are there any band shooters in the top 10? Giannis in there or uh, something. Well, number six is Jeff Green. Um, yeah, he can't shoot. Who else? Well, this... I don't know. He can kind of shoot, but he's just useless. At shooting. Uh, yeah, I don't know if there's... I'm, I'm not really seeing any guys who are jumping out as being guys who really can't shoot in games. It is sad. Like, Brogdon's not completely crazy thing to go for because it is sad that the Bucks are in such... Like, this... I mean, this sounds insane, but, like... They are in a tight situation with they've got so many players going to free agency next year, and it's like, man, if two of them get snatched away, and Giannis has a huge salary, then yeah, you're like. Well, the other thing is, the other thing to think is that our um, G literally drafted Malcolm Brown, so you know he's like basically a fan. He loves him. Uh, yeah, good point. So I'd love, I would love Malcolm. But it would be can you can you poach your players but, from like the Warriors or from? Uh, I mean, okay, back to Danny Green from the rep, from a team that has a lot of talent, not from, you know, like I, I, I guess the Bucks have a lot of talent, but what I mean is like they're still an up and coming team. It'd be, a, it'd be a imagine if Middleton left this year, like it'd be so sad that they've spent all this effort and time building this amazing team, and then to have them fall apart because you know the ownership can't go too far over the salary cap, or you know the players have yeah, become worth happens, too much. Though. What happens to everyone yeah. but the Warriors who? I reckon Katie's definitely staying. Like, it, would, it would help us if we um, weakened the team in the East rather than the West because that's where we are. Um, and you know, yeah. the Bucks are literally the number one seed in the East. Yeah, but I, 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 I mean, I'd like to see like their window cool. last a bit more than like two years. Maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but I don't know. I'm I'm convinced that um, today I'm convinced Katie is staying. By the way, yeah, cool. I don't know. Oh, maybe not. I think I, he should I leave. leave. You what? I have to leave. You got to leave? Is it because because of the KD chat? No, 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 no. It sounds like it. A little bit because of the KD chat? 
Well, what did you say? He's going to stay. All right, no, okay, okay. I was doing, doing a joke, man. I was doing a joke. Chill out. Um, thank you so much to everyone for listening to the pod. All the new listeners who have come via the magazine. We're in 1972. Yeah, we were in the magazine, so... We look quite serious, hey? I'm surprised no one has yeah. on social media has pointed out how good my... Um, I'm wearing a goddamn authentic Lamar Odom Clippers jersey. Like... Someone's got to tweet positively about that. I don't I'm know. Surprised they, the second photo they used was one they used because I'm like, I, c- I can't think of my face looking worse because the sun was burning my eyes. RIP, mate. RIP. It's not easy being a magazine superstar. Thank you to everyone who listened yeah. to the podcast. Guy and Paul at gmail.com if you want to send us emails. We love you from the bottom of our heart. I've been Guy Williams. Been, oh, actually, I don't do that anymore. Were you about to say I've been Paul Williams? Um, have a good gig, mate. Whereabouts are you right now? I'm in Broome, Western Australia. What's what, uh, how many people live there? Couldn't tell you. All right. Well, it's thanks. It's got a McDonald's and it's got a chicken treat, which is a Western Australian kind of bur- uh, chicken fast food chain. Is it bleak? Yet, is but... it bleak as shit, or is it kind of um, cool, bro? Broome's the best place I've been to so far because it's like got beautiful beaches, and it, you know, there's kind of like some international people clearly kind of come here and work. So it's like, this is definitely the coolest place we've been so far. What's the shittest place you've been? uh, I hope there's no listeners from there, but I'm going to say Port Hedland. Sounds so good. Yeah, nah. Well, the thing is, when we got there, I was like, oh, this isn't bad, because I've heard bad (laughs) things about it. And we were staying right on this kind of big beach. But then, like, the woman at reception, we were like, can we swim there? And she was like, nah, like, I wouldn't. Um... There's rocks. And then someone was like, is there crocodiles? And she was like, well, I mean, I haven't, I haven't seen any. So. <laughs> and so you, surely you know. Crocodiles are in the lakes. Not Stay away from the lakes, man. Yeah. All right. Catch you later. Yeah. See you yeah. later. And goodbye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.